0: You put it out there for kids, there's always a kid that's gonna be asking you what time does the bus leave? So even if you have it all in one spot, they still don't look in that one spot. So how do you how do you put it in if, as few spots as possible? So they are looking at it and they aren't always going, coach, well, where do I find this? Or where do I find that? So we found a way now where we can, we can get it all into huddle in one simple fashion.
1: As we get going into our off season, we wanna find ways where we can be the most efficient and effective with what we do and that the work we're doing right now carries over in that way to the season. We are joined by Tom Yashinsky, the head coach of Onalaska High School, who discusses his process for bringing things together and the tools that he's used to create a more integrated workflow that helps better facilitate communications between their coaches and the information that they put together, the way that they teach their players, and even the way that it helps build culture. There's a ton of takeaways from this one. Be sure to tune in at the end for what we've boiled down to our three winning edge takeaways. On today's podcast, we talk with Tom Yashinsky, the head coach at Onalaska High School in Wisconsin. We're going to focus on how Coach Yashinsky has streamlined the workflow for his coaches, as well as how they utilize technology available to them to better teach their players so that they're better prepared when they hit the Friday night lights. Coach Yashinsky, thanks for taking the time here and sharing with our listeners. What's been helpful to you and your program?
0: Keith, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, coach, it's great to have you here. So let's dig right into this. And we've seen this huge increase in digital platforms being used for all kinds of purposes. I know, over my career, I've always been into the technology side like you and you've mentioned that to me before we got going. There's so many tools that are out there for us. And We utilize those, sometimes creatively. We repurpose them for our jobs as football coaches, and we're seeing more and more come online in terms of things that are actually designed for us. But a crucial aspect of that is getting everybody on the same page, especially when it comes to that information flow within the team, within the staff. So can you elaborate on the challenges of unifying staff and team to ensure that you have a cohesive workflow and communications?
0: Yeah, I think it was just how do you get the information, how do you get the whole staff on the same page um, and find one workflow that everybody can understand and, and see how do you get the kids to view it? And I think with the kids, the part is how do you get them so that they're looking all in one spot and not five different things? because. The more different spots that kids have to look, the less likely they are to see it. We always joke about our communication app. It's just, you know, and we say no matter how many different ways you put it out there for kids, there's always a kid that's going to be asking you, what time does the bus leave? So even if you have it all in one spot, they still don't look in that one spot. So how do you, how do you put it in if, as few spots as possible? So they are looking at it and they aren't always going, coachful? Well, where do I find this or where do I find that? So we found a way now where we can we can get it all into huddle in one simple fashion, but using some different methods to get it drawn up and whatnot so that kids see the best product without having to search in 100 different spots for it.
1: A lot of this starts with research, seeing what other teams are doing effectively and what they're doing to solve some of these problems and their best practices. And not just in terms of workflow and technology, but even just how you evolve your schemes here in the off season. So for you, how do you use clinics? How does this all start with the clinic for you?
0: Yeah, I think what, what I always look for, especially when we're heading to clinics is, you know, if we're going to the Glazier Clinic and sometimes there's a lot of big time D1 guys there and, and we always look at it as we're, we're a division three school here in Wisconsin, which puts us in the, the 600 to 900 kid range. And, and we don't have the best talent in the, in the state in terms of the big guys up front. Um, we like our skill kids, but we've never been a team that's had a ton of, of big linemen. So if we go and watch the D1 guys, we're probably going to see a lot of genetic freaks on film that can do things that our kids can't. So we always try to live in like the D3 presentations, the, you know, the D3 college presentations when we go to clinics, because those are guys that are doing similar things at their level with the same struggles that we are in terms of just the, the talent and the ability level of, of their kids and then we look for what are some programs that try to do the things that we want to do and do them really well so we can learn what are the fine points of those coaching aspects that they're doing that maybe we're missing on to improve our coaching points and then you know you find those those kind of those people that are just really really good at the fine details and the drills because we, it might not always be scheme it might be the drills that we want that that make the situation better rather than than just adding more scheme to it because we 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 run enough scheme. We had enough scheme throughout the year, but how do we how do we coach the day to day?
1: So, in looking at recent clinics you've attended, who've been some of those favorites who have been able to help you, and what are some of those presentations and coaches who've influenced where you guys are today?
0: I, I loved going and seeing uh, Tony Tony Anise from Ferris State. I thought that they he did some really great presentations at Glazer Clinic. That just how they you know how they're really multiple off of their their spread but they do it running just a couple plays. You know, they run their, their fly sweep, they run their counter GT, and then they run some counter plays off of that, some pass plays off of that. And that was some stuff that we really stole. And, and we're actually, you know, we, we became a really big fly sweep team after watching them. And, and I'm presenting at Glacier on some of that stuff this year. So it's kind of cool to see that go full circle when you when you take something from Glacier, you apply it, and then they ask you to come speak on it, you know, five or six years down the road. Really like when, when we see the North Dakota State guys, they've always done some really good stuff in terms of offensive line play. Uh, one that I really took a lot from was uh, River, UW-River Falls. Joe Matheson, who's their offensive coordinator at UW-River Falls, and, and they like to go fast, and they like to, to spread it out. And and he always talked about taking free yards in the RPO game, and that was something that we became fairly decent at these past last two years. And he had a big influence on, on my thoughts on offense. And I, you know, I like that because it's a it's a small D3 school from you know two hours up the road that that has gone from a, a perennial team that's been at the bottom of the conference to a team that was fighting for the top and and really should have been in the playoffs this year for the D3 playoffs. So you get to and you get to sit in the same room with those guys and and you know that hey if if I want to come up and see them they're two hours up the road and we can do that and and they're gonna empty out the 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 files for you and they're gonna they're gonna show you anything you want to know. So. And, and that's the other thing I think with the small schools is they're much more willing to give you everything in terms of what do you want to know, what 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 challenges us, what where do we struggle, as opposed to some of the d ones who like to keep everything tight to the vest because they're afraid that somebody might somebody might get that information and use it against them or whatnot.
1: Well, it's pretty cool that the programs that you mentioned, we've had coaches on from those schools on the podcast. And I think they're great teachers and coaches of the game, Sam Parker from Fair State had a great talk about teaching and coaching. Tyler roll he's been a regular guest. Joe Matheson joined us last offseason. So I'll be sure to link those episodes in the show notes. But the challenge of, of seeing all this information is then putting it together and evolving your playbook. And that's not an easy thing. I mean, if you were the paper guy, if you were the guy who drew things up and copied those off, it becomes even more challenging. But technology helps that some. So Before that, it just seemed like we had a pile of notes and diagrams and videos and there wasn't that easy way to integrate things unless you had some tools for organizing everything that you've done as well as what you're putting in that evolves your offense, defense, or special teams in. I've always been interested in how technology can enhance player learning, which in turn makes us better on the field. What I found is that as these tools developed or really came into play for us, that there wasn't anything that integrated them into a streamlined workflow except for me. I was the integrator. I was the integration piece. So I remember in my first head coaching job, just putting together these really detailed playbooks and spending a whole day before that season in the copy room and putting them in binders. And I put a lot of thought and detail into those. Our coaches worked really hard on it. It was beyond that typical eight box of diagrams and assignment lines where you know you would say, here's what the Y is responsible for, et cetera, et cetera. We created for lack of a a better comparison, a textbook for running our offense. And some of our guys really dug into that. I know our quarterback did, and and there were a few other guys who really learned from it. And others, Uh, I joked with our coaches that if I had put a $20 bill in the middle of that playbook, I would have gotten back all those $20 bills at the end of the season when I collected them because I could tell that they didn't open those much. And you have to think about how kids learn. So jumping ahead then, it was really getting into PowerPoint and Andrew Coverdale was a huge influence on that. I was so impressed by how he was using it. So, we put together a 400 slide playbook for our offense. I think our defense was over 300 slides, and it was animated. The lines moved or we had little player animations. Things that were important would would be highlighted or popped out or animated as well, and everything was hyperlinked, right? You didn't have to flip through pages. You click a button, you got to where You were and the players loved it. We got great feedback on that. It was definitely worth the time we spent, and that we used it in our presentations as well with the kids. And you know, as we got going, then we wanted film to go along with it. So we give the PowerPoint, and and I have to say, at that time, it wasn't something that everybody had. I remember having to put uh, a, a PowerPoint viewer on these CDs that we would burn and uh, uh, they would have to use that PowerPoint viewer because they all didn't have PowerPoint at home. So that was the way they viewed it, but we wanted video to go along, and this is pre-huddle. So uh, it was post VHS, we were able to burn some DVDs that you know wasn't a huge cost to us, um, and those DVDs then would be distributed with the playbook. Now I got two things, right? It was how we talked about getting things in one place, and then other things evolved. So huddle comes along, We love the animations. Our players love the animations, but now we have two systems because while you can integrate the JPEG of that slide, the animations didn't come along. So now we got huddle and we got the PowerPoint. All right. And we're bouncing back and forth between those. And then quizzes came along and we wanted to check for understanding. And so we were using some of those classroom teacher apps for quizzing. And I, I can't remember the name that we used, but it was effective. You know, we were able to, to make sure our players were, were learning things more than just watching how much time they put in and huddle. And then, you know, going back to you no know, okay, we could get something dynamic in better than PowerPoint with Go Army Edge, right? These simulations. And we wanna integrate that, but we didn't put it into a playbook at the time. It was just really difficult to, to then go and recreate the playbook. That would have been time-consuming. So we would put it together for our walkthroughs, especially at the time I was using it with my offensive line, and I've talked about that in my offensive line simulation room. But we get the players up and seeing the opponents and going through these simulations, communicating. But you know, as I've talked about this, I mean, you heard it. All these tools start to pile up, and it gets cumbersome on both sides, right? What we're doing as coaches and where our workflow is, but also, as you said before, where the players are looking and it's not integrated. So we want to bring those things together. And I know that's something you've thought about and you have found an answer too. So what are you using now that helps you with your workflow and bringing everything together into one place?
0: yeah i use pro quick draw and and i was kind of skeptical at first Uh, i started using it last year the 2022 season i was kind of skeptical at first because when i looked at it i thought man this this might be a little more complicated than i want or how is it really going to integrate into everything i do after seeing enough of it i gave them a shot they did a demo with me and once i had my templates drawn out it, it was the fastest way of of duplicating things of redrawing things of putting game plans together just saving things. And then uh, this year, the second year doing it, it was amazing because everything from last year was ready to go. And all I had to do is drop it in, make some adjustments. Um, I still had my folders from last year where I could look and go, what did our game plan look like last year? And it was all right there. And then they added this year the ability to drop huddle clips into the presentation. So now I have a PowerPoint presentation with huddle clips in it. And it uploads into Huddle for the kids, just like I would have it on my computer, so they can see the presentation that I created in PowerPoint without having to use PowerPoint. It's in Huddle. And we used to be a Google Classroom where we would upload everything into Google Classroom. And the kids know how to use Google Classroom because they did from school. But again, like I said before, it was a second spot that they had to look where now they they could just look directly on Huddle where they had already been looking for film, and they could see our game plan and our install in there. And it made it just completely streamlined of of how we work and where the kids look. And the kids now only have one spot where they need to look for information. So, Pro Quick Draw has been the solution for my game planning. You know, kind of, it's been the idea that you've probably had in your head for a long time of how do I get all this stuff into one spot and make, you know, make everything in one very streamlined thing. And and they found a way to do it. And and once they put the huddle integration in, I I couldn't praise them enough. Every time I used it, I think I I texted one of the guys and just said, Hey, this is awesome. I appreciate it. People that aren't using this are missing out.
1: Yes, I agree. They've come a long way. And I saw when they first came out, I think it was around the time of the pandemic. It to me was a, a drawing tool and it was a really good drawing tool, but as they have evolved and developed, they really have become more than a drawing tool. They are that integration tool and, you know, even bringing in things I mentioned go on edge, they do that. Now it integrates into catapult. So this is like all levels too. This isn't just huddle. So for you, how has it helped you integrate all that you do?
0: You know, most schools are using PowerPoint, right? So it's like, not like you have to buy a new, uh, a new software. If your school district has a PowerPoint subscription, you have access. Um, and you know, it's windows based, but I, I'm a Mac person. Um, so I, I installed Parallels, and I use Parallels, and it works just fine on a Mac, too. Uh, it just just takes one, one extra step. But, but, yeah, like you said, no longer do we have to do all these different things. And, and I remember the DVD, the, you know, the DVD burnings. I remember the Playmaker Pro. And, uh, and not too long ago, we were using a different program and, and screenshotting and putting it into Google Classroom and then linking you know, Google Slides and, and doing all that. And, and it worked, but it was just a lot more work. And and now it's all in one spot and it's, it's a phenomenal tool. And the tech support is awesome. Anytime I've had a question, you know, it didn't matter if it was a, a Friday night at nine o'clock in July and the guy would go, Hey, Hey, let's just jump on a zoom real quick. And I'll show you how to do that. You know, how many places are, are that personal in their tech support that, that he'll jump on a zoom just about whenever he said, as long as I'm not on a date with my girlfriend, I'll jump on a zoom with you.
1: And I think that's great. And I know, You've put together a workflow and for you, it starts with bringing all the ideas that you've seen at clinics or in games or on TV after your season, taking all those ideas and starting to put those together in your research and development, which is this is going to be closely related to the workflow you use also during the season. But take us through how you use this now and how your coaches benefit from this tool and helping you guys put together all this research from the offseason.
0: So most of the time I'm the person that draws up everything in, in pro Quick draw. The rest of my staff is not, they don't like technology as much as I do. So typically what it is, is they're, you know, they see a play in a game and they, they just, I tell them, just send me the timestamp. Like Tell me what quarter and what, what the timestamp is. And I'll go find it. And, you know, you can find just about any game on YouTube. Even if it's not the full game, you can find the highlights on YouTube and you can find the timestamp. So you can find just about anything you want. So I'd tell them, just send me that, and I'll go find it. So I'll go find it. I'll I'll screen record the, the video of it. I'll drop the play and put it in there and just kind of store it all in, a, in an off-season folder or an ideas folder on there. Uh, during the season, what we do is we have a Google Docs that everybody in the offensive staff each week has access to a new one for that team. And any clips that they see on film, they just need to make note of that clip on there and then they drop it into a playlist on huddle. Um, and that's what we go through on our Sunday night game plan meetings is, all right, what did we see? What did we like? Um, and we, we build it all off of there. So it's all in, you know, it's in huddle and a Google doc, which allows me to go find everything and then draw it up in the in pro quick draw.
1: So let's talk more about that in-season workflow and how pqd serves as your hub for creating and bringing everything together what does this look like for you in that weekly game planning
0: yeah so i start with the first thing i do when when we're game planning is i want to draw up how they're going to how we think they're going to align you know you're never 100 percent accurate in this but you get a pretty good idea of how you think a team's going to align so i have a template that i started using about week three this year where it's, uh, and I'll show it once we get to the video aspect and people can jump on the socials and and see that, um, this aspect of what I'm talking about. But it's a grid where the formation goes up top and then below it, there's five columns of different aspects of plays that that we're going to put in. So, for example, it has, you know, we got a strong run category, a weak run category, a quick game, a drop back, and then a screen game slash trick play, exotics, whatnot. And so we go through each formation and we look at all right, what do we like in our strong side run game? What do we like in our weak side run game? What do we like in our quick game? What do we like in our drop back play action game? And then what screens and, and exotics do we like from, from this formation? And there's, there's four, four rows on each column for us to fill in. Not every one is going to be filled in. That's okay to us. But it gives us an idea of how are we going to build our practice script? How are we going to build our game plan for the week? And then once this is all built out, we actually take these, these formations and I screenshot them and I put them on the back of our call sheet. So at any time during the week or during the game, we can look at our call sheet and go, all right, hey, we talked about this during the week. We haven't gone to this yet. Is this something, first of all, are they aligned the way we thought they were going to align? And then is this something that we still want to use to attack them? Do we still like it? You know, so that's how I, I start our process. And then from there, I draw up any of the new stuff that's going to be on there And usually I'll attach a video to it so that they can see it in the presentation as well. If I don't attach a video directly into the PowerPoint, I always do a screen recording of our game plan and I show them clips from Huddle on that screen recording. So the the players get two things in Huddle on Sunday night, Monday morning from us. It's It's a presentation with all of their alignments and any install plays that we have. And so that's just a simple presentation. But then there's a video recording of me talking through all of them, why we like it, and then showing them the plays that are the reason why we like it. You know, here's what we saw that made us think this is going to work. And here's what this installed play is going to look like based on other, uh, maybe a different team ran it reverse them. Or maybe it's something we stole from a Saturday game on, and, you know, on the College Network.
1: So bottom line, how is the process more streamlined for you now?
0: Yeah, it used to be a lot of jumping back and forth between platforms like, you know, in Google Slides, like here's a here's a play that we like. It was drawn up. And then, all right, now I got to jump over to huddle and show the play to you in huddle. And hopefully I remembered which clip it was because you couldn't drop it directly in. Um, And it was just a lot of jumping back and forth, especially in our Monday game plan meetings with our kids where we'd show them uh, everything. Uh, the, the huddle presentation builder just was, it, it was kind of, and still is kind of chunky and it doesn't, doesn't work as well as in huddle will admit that. So that it doesn't work as well as they would like it to, but they just haven't invested the time into it. So we needed something different. Now the feedback from the kids is just how easy it is for them to, to see exactly what we're talking about and, and how everything is built in directly in one spot. And they no longer have to go to different things. And, and the kids are so distracted, right? So are adults with their phones. So the more different things you're going to have them look at, the, the, the quicker they're going to get to, you know, they're, they're on huddle and all of a sudden they got a Snapchat and they're, they're over on Snapchat instead. So the quicker, the, more, the longer we can keep everything in one exact spot, the less likely they are to be jumping around to different apps and, and hopefully they can stay focused for that five to six minutes of a game plan meeting or not meeting but recording for, all right, this is exactly what we're going to attack and this is what I need to know for this week. You know, I'd prefer them watch it on a Chromebook where they have less distractions, but I know the world they live in and they're going to be living on their mobile devices and and that's where they're going to watch it. So the longer we can keep them on a game plan meeting, the better off they are.
1: Okay, so looking at this process of a new tool, and I've been guilty of this. I think a lot of coaches are. We get a new tool and instead of discarding what we used to use, we just add work. We have more workflow. Some of it is because we're creatures of habit and some of it is because we just don't trust the new technology. But how's it made you more efficient with your time and within your work of the game planning and organizing? How does it create more time for you and your staff and maybe even for your kids?
0: Really having PDQ be the the, the mode um, or the medium for us to put all, this thing, all these things together has really changed. It's changed my workflow. I know I'm not staying up until midnight on on sunday nights now trying to put a game plan presentation together because it's all in one spot it really has made it a ton easier and streamlined the process for us that we can do most of our workflow in one platform and it's been a huge game changer for how i game plan and for how we get ready Uh, and it's going to be an awesome thing for for preparing for clinics this year when when i go to to make a clinic presentation Uh, everything's in one spot now. So it's going to be an awesome tool for that. I'm looking forward to using it this year for a clinic presentation. So huge game changer for us.
1: I think the other thing it does, as I've heard you talking, some of the things I've heard you talk about here is communication. How does this not only create more hours, how does it become something that really builds your culture, facilitates that easier communication and conversation and those things that we talk about, hey, we got to have the player-coach relationship, and now it seems like this is a tool for that as well.
0: Yeah, I think that anybody who knows me, anybody who's followed me on Twitter or on, on the, the social media world uh, knows that I'm, I'm huge into the technology and how do we make technology work for us in coaching. And, and you said it, like if you can create more hours, right, if you can create more time because something has become easier – it just frees you up to do other things that are are more important or or that gets more attention. And, and we have been able to just get, make it super easy for us to put everything into one spot so that our kids are seeing it over and over again. And and I'm no longer fumbling through, you know, I'm not drawing up a a scouting report and then going to the copy machine and making copies of it and, and sending it out to kids. Uh, We're not printing 50 copies of, of game plans that are, then getting left behind, and, and kids aren't even looking at them. And it's just allowed us to get things to our kids' plays, to our quarterback, like I was talking about in the intro or before we got on the air. Or the number of times I've just screenshotted things and sent it to our quarterback and said, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And, and he'll he'll draw on them, you know, on his phone just using the, the edit tool. He, he draws back on them and says, hey, what do you what do you like about this? What if we switch this route to this? And just being able to do that and not having to wait until Monday or Tuesday to talk to them has been a huge asset in getting everybody on the same page and seeing what we like and how are we going to execute this week
1: of course with anything that works well there's always that danger of overdoing it so now you have this tremendous tool it's allowing you to do more but because you've become more efficient you have to fight that urge to go and fill the time with something else how do you approach that and how do you deal with that coaching mindset of having to outwork your opponent which we've always equated to more hours can you maybe give us an example of that that proves it's not about outworking, it's about outsmarting?
0: Yeah, and, you know, like we always talk about with, with our coaching staff, we, say, we don't have to outsmart the other coaches. We just have to outsmart the other kids before their coaches can tell them that we're about to outsmart them, right? Like, like you know, it, you got there's, there's things that you can do. I remember this year there was a um, the team that we had played. We had played them week two, we played them week two of the playoffs, and we had played them week two of last year's playoffs. And, and we had hit a, a toss pass, which we then threw back to the quarterback. Uh, we'd hit that last year in the uh, playoff game for a touchdown versus them. And we thought, all right, this year in the playoffs, let's, let's put it back in. Let's make it look a little bit different, but let's put it back in. So we put our quarterback out at wide receiver. Everybody knew our quarterback wasn't going to run the ball. He wasn't a runner. But we motioned him into the backfield. We had our backup quarterback, who was a pretty athletic kid, taking the snap. We snap it. We throw a toss back to our quarterback. And you can hear as our kid goes in motion, them, their, their coach yelling. You know, he knew it. He knew what was coming. He's yelling, toss, throwback, toss, throwback. And it was wide open still. Everybody thought, well, they're going to run toss pass. We had a stud receiver that was up for the state receiver of the year award. Everybody thought, well, they're going to run toss pass at their quarterback. They're going to look for him. We throw it back to our, our backup quarterback who'd only had one or two catches the entire year. 50 yard gain we go on to score on a 90 yard drive in a minute 30 right before the half you know and, and we looked at it and we said we didn't need to outsmart their coach we just needed to outsmart their kids before their coach could tell them what was coming and and we did it but again one of those things where it's like all right we saw it we knew it from last year real easy to draw up and to show the kids and and install without a ton of uh, extra reps and, and and take advantage of something
1: Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing how you've been able to become more efficient and effective in your coaching through harnessing technology. And I think doing it this way is so important that coaches can avoid burnout and more importantly, be able to teach their players the best that they possibly can. So for our listeners who maybe have more questions, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
0: Yeah, my Twitter is is my main way that, that people usually get in touch with me that, that aren't directly in my circle. And my Twitter handle is at T Y A S H 42. So at T Y A S H 42, and I'm always on there sharing something. I, you know, I always I use it as a resource to get coaches easier ways to to do things and hopefully make life more efficient for coaches. I'm I'm an open book. I'm not afraid to sharing stuff and and sharing scheme and and thoughts on there. So I'm always open for dialogue and and trying to help other people just become more efficient in their coaching lives.
1: Coach, thank you again for your time. It was great to get to know you here and see some of the things you're doing. Certainly would like to hear more in the future. So best of luck to you and your team as you prepare for 2024.
0: Thanks, Keith. Thanks for having me. Do it anytime.
1: Here are our winning edge takeaways from our conversation with Coach Yashinsky. One, put everything in one place. Regardless of the platforms you use, having your players go to one place to get their information reduces the possibility of something being missed or players and even staff being confused. Coach Jasinski's example of how they've integrated their workflow to end up in one spot is one that can serve as a template for you as well. Pro Quickdraw was the tool that allowed him to do that. Two, either you as the head coach or someone on your staff can serve as the point man for technology to be used. Coach mentioned that Not everyone on the staff is as tech savvy or into technology as him, but with a simple process, their ideas are shared, whether that is in their off-season development or in their weekly game planning. So having a system where everyone can contribute creates coaches who are empowered to make the team better. And three, always think about how the tool goes beyond the basics of what it's designed to do. Coaches always evolve things, but with a tool like PQD, That created a better workflow, it also facilitated more and better conversations between the coaches and between the coaches and players, and most likely, though we didn't talk about it, between the players themselves. This turns that tool into something that helps build culture. Go to coachingcoordinator.com to see some of the video of Coach Yashinsky going through his template and how he builds his game plans. Follow us on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski and sign up for our weekly tip sheet at coachingcoordinator.com, which will share the best ideas of each week.